This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Lighter on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point. And it's, uh, hmm, <laughs> I'm looking out my window. It's a nice uh, sunny evening here in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Um, sun's still out. Uh, we're in uh, midwinter and it's actually a little warm. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's probably the only place it's going to be warm. Boy. Uh, tough being a Caps fan, I'll tell you that. And uh, especially if you you you're watching the team and you uh, made a, a hundred plus mile mile journey to watch the team, and yeah, it's a lot of people out there know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're hanging in there. Uh, we're in for another episode. So uh, with me, as always, is my partner in crime, my broadcast partner. Uh, the one and only mermaid live herself from Centerville, Virginia. It is Anna Knox. Hey, happy Sunday birthday, boy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I wish uh, Caps would have brought home the win for uh, a nice birthday present, but wasn't to be. Um, but I, I, I sat around for the whole game, glutton for punishment that I was. Oof. And yeah, I, I mean, I, it is what it is, I guess, as, as you but, can say. But he scored. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that. That's and I soon as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh my God, Anna's gonna kick herself in the morning when she finds out. Yeah, no doubt. Like I, I woke up, you know, middle of the night, was like, all right, you know what I'm? I'm gonna check to see if they rallied, which I didn't think they did. But then I saw that Tommy scored. Was like, oh, a little happy dance, and I went back to sleep. So, yeah, but you know what, that just, you know what, that's, I started to think about it. It, It's, it's uh, great news and then not great news. I'm kind of like 50, 50 on it. So I know we'll talk about that when we get into it a little bit more. So Uh, we'll we'll talk about that and quite a, quite a lot of other things (laughs) that happened with the team this week. Um, Okay, so before we go any further, of course, uh, it is it is still, of course, Black History Month, and we are celebrating the participation and contributions of uh, not only, of course, uh, Black and African American uh, players uh, and builders of the game, especially with the Washington Capitals, but of course, this being you know we being who we are, uh, the fans of the team as well. And uh, this week we have a, a great one, newcomer to the show. Uh, Mr. Dwayne Thomas, want to bring him on now. Uh, Dwayne, how you doing this evening? I'm fine. How you guys doing? Pretty That's good. Great. Where you, Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from uh, Felton, Delaware. All right. 
Delaware. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure where Felton is, but a good friend of mine lives out in uh, the first state, uh, Doug Lucerarian. So, uh, yeah, good. Felton good is, uh, I'll give you an idea. It's You know what Dover is? Dover, Delaware? Yep. Well, it's 15 miles south of Dover, Delaware. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good trip uh, past the uh, past the bridge. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, Dwayne. Uh, as I understand it, you are actually a friend of uh, one of uh, uh, the show's great friends, Mr. Lorenzo Robinson. Uh, how did you and he hook up? Well, we kind of went to high school together. Oh, well, so nice. I take that back. I take that back. I graduated way before he did, but we <laughs> we knew each other from different friends. We all had the same friends in high school. They, they, were, they were with him, but one of his friends went to the same church that I went to. So, and one day I just happened to see him at uh at it was at the Kent Narrows in um in over on Eastern Shore, and that's where I saw all them guys hanging out. So I just saw him and he's got him the friend. That, People that I knew and I knew, he knew, and I was like, went on over and started talking to him. And he just welcomed me in. So, and that's how Lorenzo and I got to know, but he already knew me before then. Nice. Yeah. It, it, you know what? That that doesn't surprise me because uh, Lorenzo has what I like to call the hard rock cafe mentality love all, serve all. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, he's just like that. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, just very, very welcoming, very inviting. So I, I'm not surprised that that's that that's the story of uh, you both. Um, so since this is your first time on our podcast, uh, of course, we have to ask, uh, how exactly was it that you came to be a Caps fan? Well, I was a Caps fan. Uh, um, I wasn't I wasn't like a, I liked hockey when I was little, me and my, me and my twin brother. And but we never watched that much on TV. We played the game on. We had hockey games every when we were growing up. We always played. And in fact, we had so many. We had teams and stuff. My favorite team at the time was before the hockey team. Uh, I think it was the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. So and so, my brother and I, and me and a couple other friends of ours, when we were growing up, we used to have a little league. Oh, nice! Little hockey league, <laughs> and we used to go to each other's house and play each other away and home. So we even kept like a little uh, league going on. We had like we kept playoffs, we kept standings, and then we had this. Then we had a Stanley Cup. <laughs> nice, I love it. Little little, little uh, uh, personal rivalry and an organization and there I, too. I love it. I was a, uh, um, and then I got into it more so when I think when I was in college. I started watching them a little bit more, and I was like, okay. So I can I could I could I could do I could go with this team when they finally got a team. Um and then by the way I'm eighty I'm sixty-three. <laughs> Just to let y'all know. Well, I mean you you Love you, it. you 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 didn't have you didn't have to reveal, but if you're comfortable with I don't that, get, I'm fine with it. No problems. It's nothing but a number. <laughs> exactly. That's Consider true. the alternative. So you know Everything. what? I'm all for embracing it and loving it and Good for you. Gil, you and I have a little bit in common. We had the same birthday. Our birthdays are on the same month. Awesome. When, when, when's your birthday? Mine was, mine was last Tuesday. Oh, happy, nice. Happy birthday. Now happy happy belated birthday. Thank you. But anyway, so I, you know, we got into it and then I started, I hadn't gone to my first, I, didn't, I went to my first Caps game, believe it or not, um, when I moved to Dover when I married, after I married my wife because my son, his 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 um the guy that he lived with 
they um he was living out of the apartment and he was a Phillies fan and he just happened to be playing the caps and he asked me if I wanted to go a game with him. So all four all three of us went to a game. And it was at Philly. And as a caps beat him. <laughs> that was like <laughs> last year. That was last so, year. So your first caps game was actually a road game. Yeah. Yeah. And By then the initiation um, going to Philly yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I was the only I was the only cap fan in the AMP all four of us, you know. It was hit my, my my son, his um his, uh, the guy that he lived with, and his girlfriend, and his and her and her dad. I was like, mm, I'm stuck between these Phillies fans. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine with it, and it was so funny because the game was off. The Caps made it kind of close, but they won. And uh, but it was so funny. The girlfriend go, um, Keith girlfriend kept going, oh, they'll blow the lead, they'll blow it, and showing sure <laughs> up. <with it. laughs> That's awesome. It was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Like, I had a good time. That's my first Caps game, and then I went to the first game. My son David and I, we decided to go to a game not like last year. We went last year. We went to our first game and we got tickets and we went up to watch the Caps play. I think yeah, they played the Kraken when Kraken came into the league last year. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And um and it's ironic, he David's not a hockey fan, but this that this last Christmas, Christmas before, he see he said, Pop, guess what? I said, Well, he said. I think I'm a hockey fan. I said, oh, okay. I said, okay. I said, I said, nice. I said where are you going, Philly or Washington? He said, nope, neither one. I said, why? I said, why not? He goes, I'm not doing that bandwagon thing. I'm going with the Kraken. I said, oh, okay. Oh, That's how I respect right. that. That's all, right. all right. Yeah, get on the ground floor with a new team. He's like, okay, I said, I respect that. I said, so I went out and got him a jersey. <laughs> Oh, oh awesome. that's awesome. awesome. And we went to it. We went to the game. He wore his jersey. I wore my jersey. And um, then we then he and I went. That was the first game I went to. Second game I went to. That was like a couple of months later. And then um, Lorenzo and I were talking one day and he said, Dwayne, I'm going to take you to a game. I'm going, all right. So I went to my first game with Lorenzo. But my seats were a lot better than they were when David and I went. <laughs> I can imagine because Lorenzo. Well, one thing about Lorenzo, he's got one thing about Lorenzo. He's got the hookup. He knows. Yeah. He knows all the was, good stuff about that arena. He he'll hook you up. He, it was me, he knows and John. how to get to the good spots. It was me, him, and John, the guy he always comes with sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, fish back, and um, so we got there, and I'm like. I'm thinking we're gonna be up in like this middle section or something like that. But he took us that way. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" We were like two rows from the from the from the uh, from the glass. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "He said, yeah. He said, this is all section right here.'" I was like, "Okay, yeah." yeah. Uh, I have seen his pictures, and I am I am in awe, and just uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, and I love the fact that he is a faithful fan. And goes and he takes, you know, pictures. He shares them with everybody. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's a, a, a like, yeah, he just sends his pictures. And it's great because I had an opportunity uh, belated. It was, well, not belated, but it was a Christmas present. And I uh, sat with my husband uh, last month against the pens uh, in Section 108. Mm-hmm. But we were, you know, still like probably 10 rows back from where Lorenzo sits. Um, mm-hmm. But Still, I was in awe. Like, there's something about being up close uh, against the glass and uh, and just being that close to the players that makes you just that much more excited to be there live. And you know, the VIP section kind of helps a little bit too. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. I was like, okay. 
Yeah. Cause he told me, I said, we go downstairs. I said, he said, well, you gonna go to something to eat between intermission? I said, yeah, I got down there. I said, I said, I'm thinking I had to eat it all down there. He said, no, you can take it back upstairs with you. I was like, oh, I can't. So we get upstairs. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can get used to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. If, if, like, if you're going to be, like, I've gotten to the age where I'm, I, I told my husband, I'm like, listen, these tickets this once in a while are amazing. I can't do anything in between. I, I feel spoiled. It's like once you go first class, like you're not going mm. back. Once yeah, you yeah. have seats in the in the hundreds or any kind of, um, you know, complimentary drink and food. Oh, hell yeah. It's a very yeah. good way to watch the game. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I'm not saying that. And it's funny because uh, when I f- saw the first game with my son, David, and I compared our stadium, our, our, sta- our stadium with the Philly stadium, I said, and Dave was, or David said it to me. He said, man, I'm like, he said, I, I enjoyed coming here. I was like, you did? And he said, yeah. He said, I like coming in. I did Philly. I was like, why? He said, I said, to me, it just seemed like it was much brighter. I don't know if you guys have been to the, one up, been up to the Philly, um, where the Phillies play. It seems I have not. Darker. It's just a little. It seemed a little bit darker. But I mean, the ice because we were a little bit further away from the ice, but a lot further away from the ice. But still, it just seemed like a dark. But when I went to the Capital One Arena, I was like, "Whoa, it's like lightning!" Yeah, I said to David, and I said to him, "I said, does it seem brighter in here to you?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it does seem brighter in here." He said, he said "I really enjoyed this place, man." That's awesome. Well, we had I a good time. And that's yeah. how I kind of got. Now I've really, really gotten into my my hockey since 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 the football season's over with now. So I've been doing double. I've been doing double duty sometimes. All right, I can relate. Oh, great, great to hear. Yeah. Well, uh, none of the none of the local teams, uh, uh, Niners included, since Anna's from that area. Uh, oh, distinguished. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, be, forewarned. If 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 uh, we'll yeah, you got know, a rivalry we'll there. Her. Well, just forgive her. We'll pray for her. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Anna. That's yeah, all good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all, that that's awesome to hear, and uh, I, I'm glad to hear that uh, was it was your your grandson that that's the Kraken fan. My son David. It's my son David. Your son David. Your son David. He's, okay. Uh, he's about 35. Okay. Um. Yeah. Great. Great. Nice fact about uh, the the Kraken, and and I hope to have this gentleman on someday. It's a kind of a long shot uh, because mm-hmm. he's 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 a big name now. But great great <laughs> fun fact about uh, the Kraken, uh, given that it's Black History Month, uh, they have the first and only uh, African American radio announcer, uh, Everett Fitz, Fitzhugh. He does the radio play-by-play for the Kraken. And uh, one of his first jobs on the broadcast was a preseason game with the Caps. Uh, and it was about, I want to say, seven or eight years ago. Uh, he, he actually called a, a preseason play-by-play game for, for the Caps. So great to see that he made it. Uh, he, he seems like... He seems like a great guy. I love his voice. I love the way he calls his game. So hopefully, you know, even though he's not caps, one of these times I'd, I'd love to have him on just to, just to talk about, you know, because yeah. because I love broadcasters. I, I, I you know, and I want to I want to hear his story about how he got started and and uh, and his career and all that. So that's That'd but that's awesome. that's way down way down the road. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit more. Um, uh, you and I, Dwayne and Anna, of course, about, uh, of course, your uh, uh, a little more in-depth about what it's like to be uh, um, a black or African-American uh, hockey fan in general. 
after we uh, get done recapping this week, uh, man, this is going to be painful, but it's got to be done. <laughs> um, we usually focus on one game. Um, the only game where the Caps had any, who boy, signs of life um, were, was the first game on Tuesday, the first game against Carolina. So we're going to touch on that a little bit more. But yeah, it was it was not a good week, as you can imagine. Um, actually, yeah, let's skip over that. Go right to the Florida game, which was on Thursday, six three loss. Um, Boy, Caps didn't play too badly, I thought, in the first period. Of course, they gave up the first goal, um, but uh, it took them some time to get into it. But you know, they I didn't think their first period was really bad. Second period, which has been their good period all year, is when they fell apart. Um, Stahl and White made it 3-0 for the, for the uh, Florida. And then they finally got into the game when Strom scored at 15-51. Uh, but game was pretty much out of reach after that. And then the Caps kind of woke up in the third period with a couple of power play goals from Backstrom and Kuznetsov. Uh, so we're thinking, all right, well, maybe they got some life. And then, yeah, they emptied the net and, yeah, it was downhill again. And that's that's pretty much been the season for the Caps. You know, they, they, they make us think that we're you know watching a good team and then it all falls apart again. It just uh, – just – hard to watch really really hard to watch um but you know the first period was okay the second period was really bad and it was like the last two and a half minutes yeah Mm -hmm. so of this game so i guess all in all not too bad but if they had just gotten their stuff together in in the second it might have been a different outcome but I mean, not 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 too bad, I guess. Or two for five on the power play, so there's that. Um, they were into the game hits wise, but you know, it's just another game where they fell behind. They it just they just couldn't get back into it, and uh, you know that that was the story of that game, and of course the Stadium Series game. And um, I'm sure we got we're, we're going to have a lot of stories from. Uh, well, let me let me just sound off here as to as to our our uh, known listeners who were there. Tracy Tobin. Um, Ron Deal, but that's Bernie's brother. Uh, of course, Lorenzo, we mentioned a few times already. He was there. Um, Tyron Waller, uh, mm-hmm. he, oh, he had, I should have, I, I need to post that picture, but he probably had the best picture of the night. He had, if that was his, that was his seat. He was kind of walking around, kind of checking things out. So I, I hope that was his seat, but he had a picture of, of him in the foreground and the, and the whole rink in the background. It was, it was an awesome view. If I find it, I'll post it to the Facebook page, but that was, that was a fantastic view of the whole, the whole arena. And he had, he had a great sight line and, uh, he, he's another guy. He's, he's a lot like Lorenzo, except when he goes to the road arena, he likes to go to the road arenas. Um, uh, of course, we had we had Tyron on last year for uh, a Black History Month, but uh, he likes to travel to road games, check out the other team's arenas, and uh, he seems to be pretty good at finding the spots there um, as far as good seats and uh, place to eat in and around the area. And uh, so he went to Nashville for one trip, Minnesota for another. Um, but so, yeah, um, like like to have him on again real, real soon. Uh, tell us what it was like for, for this outing. But, yeah, he was there. And uh, who else was there? Jake Michael, who lives in the area, he was there as well. Um, I think uh, Diane Doyle was there also uh, oh, nice. for that for that game. 
and uh, I'm I'm thinking I'm missing at least one or two more. Mike Livingston it was there also, um, and uh, they all brought some stories back. And it was a couple of horror stories about the parking situation, which I guess is kind of to be expected. But um, all in all, um, you know, it seemed to have seemed to have a pretty good time as far as that goes. And uh, and I'm pretty sure your friend Rochelle was there too. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. She's she. I can't find her on Facebook anymore, but she's. I found her on Twitter, and uh, she posted pictures of uh, the different venues in and around the uh, the Carter Finley Stadium. So, oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, I yeah, haven't talked to her in a while, there. so I I wouldn't doubt that that she was there for sure. That's. Uh, I was excited for everyone that went. It, it, I will have to say that um, it looked like they put on uh, a really fantastic show and the fireworks and music and everything else. So I just wish it was uh, not a terrible game on our end, but yeah, no, I, I didn't even, I, for the most part, I didn't even mind the TV coverage. Uh, I love the the start of it when they did the speech by uh, Jimmy V, Jimmy Valvano. I, I yeah. love that. Um, I hope I'm not, uh, offending too many people here, but could have done without the, uh, first, uh, intermission entertainment from whatever that country band was. Um, sorry, not, not, not a fan. Um, yeah, I not, didn't say not my, not my jam. I, yeah. I, you didn't miss much. I will. Uh, I know I'm probably going to get hated for this, but not really loving the version of the star spangled banner, but not whatever. I I I think uh, I I think she, there was a little nerves there. I think uh, the yeah. the young lady from from the army tried her heart out. She sang her heart out. I, I will give her credit for that. Um, I I think uh, it's a little bit of nerves, but I, I she held it together. I, I think. But yeah, I, I think some nerves show. But I wasn't, she held it together. I wasn't too. I was like, I'm like you a little bit, Anne. I was like, oh, that was that was. You could have done better. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what I mean. And and I, mm -hmm. I mean, God, I can't sing, and I, I'm well aware of that. And I would imagine that the nerves are uh, through the roof. But I don't know. For some reason, I think when she first started, I was like, mm, yeah, I was right. hoping that it would get better. But it, yeah, it and it's so funny because my wife was in another room and I had a TV on in the other room. And our rooms are not that far apart. And she kept going, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then she eventually said, she's terrible. Who is that? I was like, I didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I, said, I, I don't want to insult, I said, but, but I've, I've, I've heard better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just, I, let's I, just say I've heard better. She wasn't terrible. I've just heard better. Yeah. That's the way I, yeah. that's what I would put it to yeah, and, I think I, I think we can all agree on that. And uh, I but think she I, might agree on it herself. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. look at the tape and go, "Ooh, that's rotten." <laughs> yeah, it, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just an honor just to get there. I mean, to do something like that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, getting up in front of uh, sixty thousand plus or or whatever it was, yeah, it was about uh, not 60, an easy thing plus. to do. No, I'd have been like, uh, "No, no, thanks." Uh, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, in front of six people, I'm like, and nope. <laughs> so no, I I know it it nerves and whatever else, and you know she got through it and good for her. But you know it's just it's one of those we have, you know that Bob McDonald and and everything that's always and Caleb, like Caleb just, Green and Caleb Green, and it's just like you know it's just fantastic. And this one I was like, oof, 
Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe maybe I felt more sorry for the performance than anything, but but I was not. I think a, that's a, what I did. I felt bad for it too. Yeah, um, but no, I didn't see the intermission stuff. I think I was just getting annoyed. I didn't see that time. <laughs> you sound like me, Anna. That's how I was getting. <laughs> I kept turning it off. I kept flicking to something else because I'm going, man. Every time I look, well, my phone would go off. I'm going, oh. Yeah. I said because they would go up. I, I got the ESPN alert. And I'm going right. to look at my phone. I said, it better be us. Looked at it. I said, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, yeah. another one? And then, I turned, even... then I turned back to the TV and we, we haven't scored yet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, mm, yeah. what's going on here? And I said, and then I missed the one that when Wilson scored. And when I didn't even know who scored until you said something. Yeah, I was. I went to sleep because I told Gil last night and, and our friend Robbie, who's on Sports on the Hill, I was like, hey, going to bed because I, I can't bear the you know the fact that it was four zip it was sloppy it's like they just you know carolina came out um i don't know gills it okay to talk about the game or did you want to go back to no no no, yeah yeah no it's fine talk about the game yeah Um, i mean no i i mean i just felt like you know like all the pomp and circumstance was there and and you know that's great and that's what the home team should be feeling and and everything but i felt like from from puck drop carolina really just came out Mm-hmm. Um, having fun, but also showing showing they were they, enjoying the moment. They were enjoying the moment, and but they also were, but they they looked at it still like a hockey game. Like they knew that exactly. like it still mattered. Mm-hmm. And our mm-hmm. team came out like, "Hey, we've got these varsity jackets on, and aren't we cool?" And that it ended there. <laughs> it was like we did not look like we were wanting like ready to play we were not interested and so much sloppy playing last night and mm-hmm. just really cringeworthy and it's like i know caroline is a great team but so is so are the cats when they have their shit together but we just did not last night and it was kind of embarrassing i have a question for you two Go ahead. Yeah. when the when the when backstrom uh, Wilson um, and who else was out early in the season? Backstrom was all those people that were out early in the season, mm-hmm. and we went on that what seven to ten game winning streak, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have them. All we had was Oshi, right? I mean, all we had not Oshie, all we had was Ovi. Yeah, and Ovi was scoring, and the Goldies were playing better, and they were playing better on defense. And then when everybody kept saying, you know, when we get Backstrom back, when we get Oshi back, when we get Wilson back, blah, 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 we'll, they'll get better. Right. I seem like, and this, tell me if I'm wrong, just before the holidays, just before the Christmas holiday, around the Christmas holidays, I would say around Thanksgiving time, a little bit after Thanksgiving, that's when, and that's about the time they came back, even Oshi came back, and I think Wilson came back. Correct me if I'm wrong. And around that time, they weren't doing well. I mean, they, 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 after a while, they were like, uh, I don't know if it was because of the combination of people that he had, that I love like had to change out or whatever mm-hmm. and put on the shelf for a while and let those guys get, get their feet wet. But ever since then, it's just been like, nope. Disconnect. Yes. It's been like a whole disconnect. Tell me if I'm wrong. Well, okay. So, so Oshi was, was in and out of, of the lineup from the beginning yeah. of the season. He, he'd missed like 10 games at one point and then another seven because he got hurt again. And then yeah. 
then it was like so uh, around Thanksgiving. I think he was back more yes. permanently. I think I think yeah. he finally gotten back. Wilson didn't come back until um, he came back before the Christmas holidays. Just before, like, right, right yeah. around the Chris, right around the Christmas break, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, got into got into a game. Then he got hurt again, mm-hmm. um, but he was back along along with Backstrom. Actually, I think they they both came back in the, a little after the Christmas break. Right, the same my, night. Yeah, right. the same the same night, and and uh, when they played the Blue Jackets in that one nothing game, and uh, yeah, I. Dwayne, you're you're not wrong. Uh, something not happened. Something happened when the both of them came back for that game, and and it hasn't been right since. <laughs> right, and I, look, I am not going to say that it's because they came back. No, I think it's because the team didn't have a plan for them coming back. They yeah. didn't know. I don't think they knew how to put them back in the lineup without messing up the chemistry that they already had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's that's what started everything. But it's only gotten worse. I mean, yeah. there's been there's been problems since then. Now it was right around is a little bit before that that Carlson got hurt, and I think yeah. that's another that's another that thing was, that's kind I of thrown bigger blow. Yeah, that's I think like- that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that that kind of threw thing that that made things a lot worse than they already were. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was kind of the beginning of the end as 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 far as that goes. Not that I'm totally giving up, but no, I'm it, not giving up either. But it might be time to start thinking about different directions. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. But no, you're what, you're what? not you're not wrong, Dwayne. You're not wrong. No, in, not in, at in all. That. Okay, I'm I'm going. Maybe maybe I'm just the only one seeing this, but it just it's just a whole different vibe when they when they came back. And I and I agree with you, Gil. They they probably didn't have a plan on how to get those guys back in. They just wanted to get them back in. That's right. What it felt right. Like. I'm like, no, just maybe. When I think be- I think that was that was the biggest issue was like all of a sudden we had you know these younger players coming up who were playing who well, were, who were doing well, who were starting to show like. Yeah, you know, like they've got what it takes, and then you're like, but Wilson, but Backstrom, but all the things that they have to offer, and and all their records and and experience, and you know, blah blah blah. Uh, but what it really comes down to was we were also getting them back, not at a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and quite uh, you know older than these guys who were playing at that moment. So I think that's where the big thing is. Is Gil and I have said from uh, I, I don't know. I will say from at least three or four years ago that it's really hard to look at the Capitals as as the team that won the Stanley Cup in 2018 and expect them to be the same. Uh, um, in regards to skill and stamina and everything else, when you're looking at them at 2020, 2021, 2022, you know, it's like there are things that you mm-hmm. have to consider. Age. <laughs> being well, they one have of the oldest team in the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, you know, when you're looking at us from, from 2018 and saying, like, how fantastic we were and you want to have that exact team again next year, it's like, well, you know, they're – getting a year older and there's things that happen and there's injuries that are going to, you know, take longer to heal. And, uh, I just don't think, I think that 
everybody kind of got wrapped up in just like, let's just keep it keep 2018 because they were so great. We could do no wrong. And it's like, well, uh, we can. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're in this situation now where, it's, where there are some players that I really wish would um, we would see more often. Uh, and, you know, and then, of course, we've had so many injuries. And, you know, it's not, yeah, that it's, that's, it's that's not an excuse, but... I think I agree with everything you said, Anna. And I think to add to that too is that um, not only that we're the oldest team in the league, and it yeah. does, we have hardly no speed. Okay. Only one we got speed is um, is uh, Strong. Yeah. Um, what's Sherry. his name? Huh? Sherry. Yep. And then there's another one on defense. He plays defense. I'm 42. Faravari. Uh, Faravari. Yep. That's about it. And then that's where we're gonna get beat every time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and, and to that to that point, um, so we, we let's go ahead and jump back to the first game against Carolina. That yeah. that was that was the best game they played all week. And well, I mean, no, the best the, game they played all week was Boston. Well, well, that that was yeah, that was well, well in terms of, <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in terms of because because they won, yeah. But in terms well, of us, that, they played a lot better on defense too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's very true. But in terms of uh, us covering, so we we cover a Sunday to Sunday, and oh, okay. that that game that game was last Saturday, if I'm if I believe. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that, no, they, that that was that was pretty good game. I don't know what happened between that and the game they played the next day. Um, but yeah, that, was, that was, uh, that was, that was pretty bad. But the game after that was the first one that we're covering this week with, with Carolina. And to your point, Dwayne, where the younger guys, you know, needed a chance. <laughs> That's been a theme all year. Um, it was, it was the Joe Snively show. Uh, he got a goal in us and assist that game mm-hmm. and he helped, helped keep, keep the caps in there. And, and the caps fell behind in this game again, but mm-hmm. Both times that well, the, the first two times that they did, they came right back and and tied it up and you know made it competitive. And I just wonder why can't we see why can't we you know why why doesn't that show up more often? And I noticed that I'm sure every a lot more people noticed that when you got a guy like a Joe Snively or one of the younger guys that gets called up you get more of that compete level because, because they're mm-hmm. hungry for a spot. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's, I know. Uh, I think you know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, I get that. Okay. Backstrom and Wilson are the vets work them back in the lineup. Fine. But I mean, put them on the third line, give them less minutes, let them work their way back into actual game shape and, you know, let, let, you know, the rest of it work itself out. If you, you know, there was great chemistry and, you know, even with some of the injuries that were still lingering and it just, I don't know, it just went all to crap. And I think a lot of this team's problems are the the pieces on the chessboard just aren't in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time. That's why you're seeing stuff like passes that are missing by 10 feet and, you know, <laughs> icing when there shouldn't be icing and a whole lot of, whole lot of messed up plays that, you know, just should not be. And, and there are because there's no, there's no timing. There's no chemistry. There's no nothing anymore. There's mm-hmm. no feel to this team. And I, you know, I, I wish there was, but you know, once in a while, everything clicks, but it's, it's too few and far between now. And yeah. I, I think if they could just come up with that more of the, the, you know, the will to win, 
like we saw in the Boston game and and mm-hmm. and this Carolina game, you know, maybe they could steal a game here or two, make make things a little bit more competitive. But this week was really hard to watch. It was brutal. Yeah, it was real brutal. I, I mean, I, I'm sure. What's your What's your thoughts on Laviolette? I mean, I'm I'm curious. Well, yeah, I, I'm glad you asked question. because this, this this is this is where <laughs> great question, Dwayne. This is where we're going to get to the part where, yeah, where where do the caps go from here? Because the trade deadline, as as I'm sure everybody knows, is about uh, two and a half, a week and a half uh, away. March third is is when it is. Three p.m. March third is when the trade deadline is. And there's been a lot of talk of, okay, who's going to stay and who's going to go and you know, what's going to happen in the offseason. Well, the trade deadline's a nice preview of that. But I, I think more than, you know, like I said, the chess pieces, I think it's, it's where they get put and how it gets handled. And look, I, I made no secret of it last week. I, I don't think LaViolette's doing a pretty good job with what he's got. And I think that continued this week. I think, I mean, a lot of the decisions he and the rest of the coaching staff made were not good. Uh, I don't, I don't like the fact that he's not given the younger guys a chance. That that's been his trademark all season, and I, I think it's to their detriment. And you know, I, I will flat out say it again: he's got to go. He is not going to be back. There is no way. He's going to be back after this year, even if the miracle happens and end up winning the cup or going far. There is no way he comes back, and he should not be back after this year. What about you, Anna? Oh, I don't know. Like I, I think I got kind of wrapped up in his resume. I'll say I think we all did yeah and like really had high hopes for him coming in and and like you know directing this team and being a hard ass when you need to and and whatnot but it's like I'm just not seeing I don't know I'm just not seeing the connect right there with with him and the players and and that sucks because I felt like when he came in he really took on like a hey I'm gonna be you know personal um, personable and I'm going to get to know these guys on that level. And I've been doing this for a while, you know, like, let's go. I don't know if his heart is into it, which is really hard as an athlete. If your coach isn't into it, you know, you're not going to be into it either, but I just don't feel oh, the love I had for him before. I, if that's um, the case, I think here's what I think. What's, what was the coach we had before? Um, they won the cup with us, uh, Trots. But Trots. but he he left he left uh, right after they won the cup, and they had uh, they had his assistant or the associate coach. They yeah, ended up hiring um, him for yeah, two they, years. Um, that that was yeah, a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. we won't talk about him, was, but yeah. yeah. So so um, they went. I was saying I was saying because Trots is not coaching anymore, right? No, he's not. He he decided to take a year off. I don't see why we couldn't get him back. Well, I, I, I it's not going to happen, and I'll tell you why. Um, with the general, the current general manager Brian McClellan and Trotz were both hired by upper management at the same time. The GM didn't hire the coach. The the upper management, the president of the team, or whatever it was, they he hired them separately. Mm-hmm. Um, so. 
there's an element of, well, this guy's not my man. And if you believe the, the talk behind the scenes, they didn't always get along. Okay. And the year they won the cup, I think that I'm pretty sure they were actually management was thinking about getting rid of trots anyway. And I did hear something like that before. They yeah. And I think, yeah, it was, it was kind of obvious. And I think, I think trots had that in the back of his mind. And when he won the cup and he, I think he was thinking, all right, I've got him. Uh, I'm not coming back unless I get the term that I want. Mm. And uh, the caps wouldn't play ball with him. And, you know, I, you can argue whether or not that was the right call to make. Some would say yes. Some would say no. Um, but I mean, that's in the past, but I mean, the, the GM is still there. So point mm -hmm. being the guy that didn't want him there in the first place is still there. So unfortunately, while, you know, trots may actually be the best guy to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no way, unless they change the management, there's no way trots is coming back. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know that he'd want to come back in any case to, to be honest, unless, mm -hmm. unless they offer him a, a, a deal where he ends up retiring, you know, a, as the coach and he gets, you know, buku money mm -hmm. for it. Um, mm -hmm. I would love to see him back, but I, I just don't think it's, it's going to happen. And I, I say that because I feel like well Anna feels that he to me, even when even that day, the two years or whatever the years he was there, he um I felt like he was the team was much more relaxed and they were much more um like you like she said, he seemed like a coach he seemed like a uh, uh, a player's coach. And I think that's yeah. what those guys got from him. Yeah, and uh well I, I've I've also heard that that Trotz was also kind of iffy on playing the the younger guys, mm -hmm. but but I think but I he think did he, play them a lot more. Though. He did play. He did end up playing them. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, case in point, Jacob Vrana. He he did get you know he he did get mm -hmm. some time, you know, on, on the team. So mm -hmm. you know he did he did figure out what was best you know, the best product to put on the ice at, in a given situation. So I, I think you know, when, when you look at it, yeah, he was a lot better than LaViolette as far as figuring that out. And yeah, I mean, the, look, the, the times they had the camera on LaViolette on this, the, the game last night, mm -hmm. he looked like, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but if you <laughs> saw it, but he looked like he kind of didn't want to be there. He looked yeah. like he was confused. He looked like he was. Well, and what he was wearing was stupid anyways. So that just kind of, I was like, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> and then I felt like Rod, I, I can't stand for no more. Like I just, I appreciate his stats. There's just something about him. I'm just like, uh, I can't stand him. But he at least played the role. Like he showed up, he had that stupid Letterman jacket on, and but he was out there having fun. And I feel like when you're doing a game like this, show some some spark. Like show it so your players get like that contagious vibe. But we are we're, like last night. I was like, one, you look stupid, and two, you look annoyed that you're there, and. Then it was like four nothing, and you're just like, "Oh shit, what do I do now?" Um, it was embarrassing, and it was just like, "Oh man!" So that's why I turned it off. I didn't watch it because I was like, "There's no way we're gonna rally." 
Because our coach isn't going to rally behind the team. Well, one time he did call a timeout, and um, and then they started, and then I, I don't know, I don't know what he said to them, but they had a little bit more pep and they stepped in than they did before, and they were doing, they they were more in attack mode, and they were doing they were doing well in the um, they were forechecking a lot better than they were down than they were before, but it didn't last that long. That was the only thing. I saw that. I was like, okay, now they're starting to pick it up a little bit, and mm-hmm. they kept it down in the zone, but they. That that dag on gold net seems like it's a dag on the size of a size of a mouse hole. Right. That, they can't get anything in there. Well, it doesn't help, and and this is why I also think the coaching has a lot more to do with it than than some people might think. Um, I I noticed in in the worst of the games this week. I noticed and it was more than one player. Here's here's the offensive attack. Guy would get the puck, cross into the zone and then stop or peel back and then wait for a guy to pass to. He wouldn't go to the net. The one goal that was scored last night. How did it happen? How did it happen? Tom Wilson went to the net. Like a well, Tom Wilson bull in a china shop charged towards the net. He was on an awkward angle. He's actually skating backwards for a part of the time, but managed to get the shot on goal, and it went in. Mm-hmm. That was the only time they did that in that game. No, I, I saw another time, but it, it it never it never got through to the guy. Dylan Strong went to the went to the um, I think it was second period. He went straight to the um, right in front of the goal crease. It never got there. He would he had. Yeah, it would if it if it gotten through, I think it would they would have scored then. But it, right, I, I right. like Dylan Strong. I'm, yeah, I'm well, like they, they got it. Yeah, but the, what I'm saying is they got to do they got to do that more. Oh, yeah, most yeah, yeah. Of the time, most of the time, what they were doing was just stopping, waiting for, looking for a guy to pass to. A, uh, oh, I don't want to shoot. You you take it. Oh well, no, I don't want to shoot either. You take it. Commentators were saying that as well. They were saying they were doing a lot of pop watching. Yeah, what they were doing. They were doing puck watching, even on offense. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, which yeah, is it's embarrassing because you're like, come on. <laughs> exactly, guys. You you've been doing this all your life, so you know you got to go to the goal and create some. Because um, one of the comedies even said they need to get to the goal because they're doing it to you. So why don't you just do it to them? <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they they weren't and they weren't doing it. Then they got to be. You know, you if you want to take back the game, you got to do what's necessary to take back the game. They weren't doing it. They weren't they weren't forcing the play. And you know, being in the penalty box yesterday wasn't wasn't not, wasn't a good thing. No, that didn't help. That no. I mean, y'all y'all just adding insult to injury. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Just a, a shake in your a shake in my head moment when I was like, seriously. Like a, a stupid penalty. Like Which if it one? was some like penalties are frustrating regardless, but like uh, there are times when it's just, uh, you're like, and then we get a power necessary? play. How many power plays did we have? Two. Yeah. And we couldn't score for them. They no. got yeah. They got they got two power plays, and if they got one shot, I think they were lucky on each power play. Yeah, that was on the second one, and that was the one towards Oshi. And, yeah. the, and they stopped it, and and then they uh, hit the, and they cleared it. I was like, and that's the that's the other thing I don't understand. You have a man advantage. Why not stick somebody, get that guy's butt in front of the goalie's face so he can't see? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But they don't do that either. No, nope. nope. I, they they got to find somebody that's going to be able to put themselves in the middle of that. 
Um, and you can't blame this on Oshi. I'm not Oshi. You can't blame this on um, Ovi either. I mean, David started. They were like this when Ovi went and when Ovi's dad, when he went away for the, with his dad, they were starting. They were like that with him, with him there. So yeah. I don't yeah. want anybody. I don't want. No, I don't want nobody saying it's because they don't have Ovi. I mean, no, it's not. He ain't no. No, no, you. It's you're all right. This was this was going on long before that. Yeah, it was happening when he was there. <laughs> what are you talking about? So. Right. Well, and that's the problem is that you know you have you have three fours, you have two defensemen, you have a goalie. So to put it all in one player is wrong. But it happens in just about every sport, as we know, like quarterbacks and and mm-hmm. pitchers and whatever else. Um, but in this situation, it's like, man, okay, so your number one guy, your captain is out along with all the other injuries, but it shouldn't phase you on how much effort and, you know, you should be playing a hundred percent regardless and, mm-hmm. or 110% because your captain is out due to a loss of a family member and you're going to play that much harder for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, it's just, there's just this disconnect and, and, you know, Gil and I have been doing this, this podcast for so long now that I'm huge on chemistry. And mm-hmm. if, if, you know, like if, if Gil and I didn't have it <laughs> on the podcast, it would be difficult to hear. Um, but on ice, if you don't have it as players, um, a chemistry in which you, know what they're going to do, you know, where they're like, you're always thinking what the next person, like, uh, like not just, Oh, and my sentence, uh, I know where you're going to hit, what, where you're going to shoot the puck next. Yeah. I'm going to be there because that's how much you guys are in sync. We're not even there. Like nope. we are not even there. And I think that was uh, like, when you brought up the point Twain about um, Tommy and, and, um, Backstrom coming back, it was like, I think we just assumed they were to come back and fill those roles like, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, everything, mm-hmm. everything's good, but they're going to come back to, you know, different players or different lines and different, you know, uh, like mentality, I guess, maybe is what it is. And and they yep. just you know, were just not quite sure what to do. So I think there was a little too much assumption that them coming back was going to make everything better. Um, that, so. that comes back to also what you um, um, to piggyback on what you're saying. I just thought yeah. about something too about what Gil said earlier. Him playing uh, younger players. Mm-hmm. Well, now when those guys come back, they know they're not going to get a lot of playing time. So they know. So now you try. So what you try? So what you what are you already telling your, your younger guys? Yeah, you're not. We're going to send you down to Hershey, or we're going to do this. We're going to put you on the IR or whatever until we're going to put you on the scratch list or whatever. Until we yeah. need you, that, that's, that no, yeah. that's stupid. These guys are out there playing hard. They want to play hard too. So these are guys that can replace these guys when they decide to leave. Right. So don't don't kill their don't kill their mojo. No, because I, mean, I I think the hardest thing for me, my heart would break if come next season, like Joe Snively goes somewhere else because that's a kid we've called up who's been fantastic, who's local. I know that's besides the point, but there's the drive, there's the speed, there's the mm-hmm. age, there's the, you know, but that want 
to win. And I'm not saying, you know, like Oshie and those guys don't want to, but it's like at some point after playing such an intense game, like hockey for your whole life, your joints, your, everything hurts Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're going to hit 30 something and it hurts that much more. So you kind of have to ego aside, um, you know, mentor these players and say, it's okay. Uh, you know, you're bumped down a line or two yeah. because this kid is going to be able to play more minutes, skate faster and kick ass out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to have it consistently and we just don't. And I think that's my frustration with LaViolette. So it's, you know, it's like, we, we don't have lines down. We don't have the chemistry there's no consistency. And then my God, all the injuries. Yeah. So. Cause he does, he does change the lines almost every, yeah. like every yeah. five minutes. I'm like, and, and no. it's, and, yeah. And it hasn't nothing and nothing good has come out of it. And no. I, you know, all I want to see is just the same people on the same line. It, it just doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. you, you're right. You're both of you. Uh, there's no chemistry that comes out of it. How can there be? And I think mm-hmm. that's, one example of how he's mismanaged the team. Um, so we're okay. So we're actually running a little long on time. So sure. real quick, real quick. Um, I want to make sure I got this in because I actually had uh, in our all new Facebook chat room, the messenger room uh, for the show, um, a bunch of bunch of people kind of chime in on how the team's doing. Um, as I said, the trade deadline's coming up, and there's kind of been some discussion about who stays and who goes. Real quick, from uh, both of you, uh, Dwayne and Anna, mm-hmm. um, if there if they make any move, if there was one move they have to make at the trade trade deadline, or no moves, Oof. if you don't think what what would it be? Who wants to go first? I'll let Dwayne go first. No, no, no. Ladies first. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> oh, my God. It, you know what? It's so hard. It, like, I want to, I honestly, I want to see no changes. And I want to see the the team have a chance to, um, like, just get together as a team. And, like, you know, like we've said before, you know, locker room chat is one thing. But when players call out players, it means so much more. And so I would like to see what we have right now, uh, vet and new players, you know, younger players on on a line together, um, cohesively skating fast, but most of all, having fun, which is what we are lacking right now. Mm -hmm. Because when they have fun, we see the koozie score. We see, you know, Oshi score. And, and it's like, that's what they need. And right now, I think they're trying too hard. I think that the talent is there. The skill is there. I don't necessarily want to see anybody leave the Capitals at this point because I just think that they just need to have uh, that moment of, all right, what the hell, guys? Like, what's going on? And let's let's change it up. And this is what it is. And we're going to give 110% moving forward. No more excuses. All right. I'm a little bit with you. I'm a little bit with you. <laughs> I, no, I'm a little with you. I'm, I feel the same way you do. I'm like, a couple of things make me feel the way you do is that we are so close to being in the playoffs. And I would just like for us just to get there, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the group is there to do it with, like you said. Um, it's just going to come down, like you said, the coaching. And and 
I don't want them to. I don't want them to do anything right now. I'm, you know what? You might as well say. You know what? This is what we need to do. If we make the playoff, we're going to keep this team to see if we can make the playoff. We can't make the playoff after that, and we know what we're going to have to do next year when the when the when the, when the spring when the uh, season ends. We just going to have to go another way with this team. Yeah. That's all. Let's do it. I mean, it's you're there. You might as well get a chance to get in the playoff at least. Get in the playoff because you never know what's going to happen in the playoff. You right. can make a big run. Yeah, and you're like, okay, maybe, and surprise the teams, right? And if you don't, let's say you do get in the playoff, you get getting the, you get in the first round, wild card round, you got in there, yeah. Then end of the year, okay, figure out who you're gonna t- who you gonna let go and who you're gonna keep. I mean, you got right. you know you know Ovi's going, he's not going anywhere, right? Well, I think Ovi him and Daki, well, him and Nikki, I should say, or however you want. Call yeah. them uh, back to them. They're they're gonna they're gonna be there together and retire together. Well, then you got uh, Dylan Strong there too, who's gonna who they who they just gave an extension to, which is nice because he, he he deserved it. Him and Milano, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah Milano too. I forgot. And, I, and I, when I heard Milano last night, I was like, where the hell he been at? <laughs> I didn't know he was gone. I mean, I knew I for, I, I didn't know he was gone. And he he had a he was in. Tell me if I'm wrong. When they went on that 10-game streak, wasn't he on that, wasn't he on that line? Wasn't he in there on that team? Somewhere yeah. on that team at the time? I think. Yeah, well, I, I, here's, here's the problem with that. I, I, ever since he got his extension, I don't know if you want to call this coincidence or not, uh, his game's kind of fallen off. Who, right. Dunstrom? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Milano. Milano. Oh, I, I thought Dunstrom was the one got the last night. I thought no, Dunstrom was the one got the um, extension. They they both got extended, but see, but Milano, I haven't heard that much. He, I don't think he's been out there that much. I haven't heard his name. I haven't heard his I, name that much. I haven't either. I you see Up him once last in a while. Night? He'll get he'll get one good chance per game, and then it, before that, though, when they were on in December, when they were playing well, it was every other play where he was out there yeah. making stuff happen. Yeah, exactly. Not so much now. Hmm. Well. Anyway, my my answer to that question is, if they're going to do anything, then um, I would say move some of the older forwards and defensemen. Um, Matt Irwin should not be on this team anymore. Yeah, I don't know why Alex Alexiev is not given a start. Let him get some games in. Let him get some experience in. Luke Johansson, too. So move maybe a couple of the older defensemen, but for sure. And it kills. Yes, it kills me to say it. I will admit it. Uh, But I I don't hate him, but he does do stuff that infuriates me. Who's that? Um, Lars Eller. Yeah, number 20 has been a big chat in social media about it's his time. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's too obvious and too easy of an answer, but, and, and yes, look, I'm not stupid. He got the cup winning goal. And as I like to say, if I owned a bar in the DMV, he would drink for free on me anytime he damn well pleases. <laughs> but I mean, it's, you gotta, you gotta treat this as a, what have you done for me lately type of business. And but it's also been five years. Yeah, and it's he so, hasn't he just hasn't done as much as he can. Now he's still yeah. one of our top face-off guys, but that doesn't feed the bulldog at the end of the day. That doesn't you know fill the gas tank. You know that can how, also get that can also I don't mean to interrupt you, but that can that's that can also be fixed by one of the younger players like like my, like Dylan Strome or and then you still got Baxter. So right, 
You already got you already got two center and, and Kuzi isn't when he's on his game, he's not bad at the faceoff no. dot either. No, so he's not. you've already got quality centers. You just need that one that that fills in that those third line minutes. And I'm sorry, but you know, Eller it just isn't doing it. I mean, he's got he's still got uh, the heart to play, but I mean he's he's lost more than a step and I, I just think it's time. It's time that they moved on from it. It's been past time. So, I mean, if they don't move on from him at the deadline, you know, when? You know, mm-hmm. the, and the, they're probably going to wait till the offseason anyway. But, I mean, if there's there's a sign, they want to give a sign to the fans and to the rest of the organization that, okay, we're serious about at least trying to make the playoffs, then they're going to do something like that. That is probably the least they can do. Now, there's a lot more they can do. I won't get but into that. If you that move Marzella, you're moving for somebody that you re- that's going to really help the team. Right, exactly. Exactly. Or or if you can get it, if you can get it, um, a, a decent draft pick. If you yeah. can't get if you can't get a live body, get a decent draft pick because the cupboard's kind of bare on that as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, get get something of worth if it's not a live body. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to make a move, let it be something like that. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they make no move at the trade deadline. So it, it's it's going to be interesting how they figure this out. But I mean, it, it's also obvious they got to do something if they want to at least try to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting as to what exactly they do. So, um, all right, we're going to close out this that portion uh, of the show. Uh, great, uh, uh, Dwayne, you uh, you uh, you kind of steered things toward the right. Uh, the the where what we all needed to talk about, wanted to talk about, but hadn't been talking about. Uh, and that I, I want to thank you for that. Uh, awesome questions. Um, Thanks. And um, yeah, before I say anything that, else, that was, more, that was more so Anna than me. Well. <laughs> I mean, but you you asked the question yeah. about La, La Violette, and and I I think that yeah. kind of opened a lot of doors as far as the conversation. Yeah, I so that, I mean that that's that's what we look for here on the podcast. Somebody you know somebody that you know knows what they're talking about, and you know can can ask the questions and and make people think. And that's uh, you you've already done that. I mean, let me just say this: that Dwayne, you are you are. Oh, I say this a lot of people, but you are welcome to come on anytime you want. Uh, and, and talk caps hockey with us. You have you definitely have an open door, but because yeah, nice. we definitely want to hear more from you, because you Absolutely. Uh, you got a you you got a mind for the for the game and how things should be. So uh, definitely want to thank you for that. But, I, I, uh, I don't have a mind for it. I just I mean my thing is I pick up on the I just I can pick up on people's body language and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. And then um, but my thing is I I'm not. That's the way I'm looking for. I look at. I don't. I'm not into the. I don't get into. Like I don't. I don't know what's going on in the, in the background like you guys do. You guys know better more than the background, and that's the stuff I picked up from you all. So I'm learning stuff that I didn't even know. I'm like okay, because like Anna said something about you know about the, about what's going on with Backstrom and not not Backstrom. What's going on with some of the guys in the back? I'm going. Oh, I know that. And you said something about something. What's going on in your know, in the you know with the GMs and all that stuff. I didn't know all that stuff. So well, you know. right, but it it all starts on the playing surface, and mm-hmm. if you're good at picking, that's where it all starts. If you're seeing that, you could pick up on that. Some folks are a lot better at picking up on that than others, and and some are good at looking at the management side. But we we you know we want input from all kinds of people. So if you can mm-hmm. see that, I mean, 
look, I'll give you an example. They had a close-up of the stadium series game of Marcus Johansson on the bench, mm-hmm. uh, and it was mostly his face. Mm-hmm. And I, what I saw was uh, he looked worried. He looked yeah. scared, and he looked like, oh, my God, do I really got to be out there? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I, th- I thought the same thing. I saw that on a couple of guys' faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so Dwayne, Dwayne, if you can pick up on – something like that more easily than most that's the kind of thing we're looking for that's the kind of thing we need that's why we want fans who who watch the games and pay attention to this stuff we need you to come on tell us about that because not everybody sees that kind of thing so again well, not I want, everybody wants to hear us every weekend well, <laughs> all, well all right that that's a whole other okay we're, we're not we're not the really moronic national blog okay but <laughs> Fine, but yeah, no, no, we're we're for the fans, and that's that's why we want fans of all experiences coming on, saying, "Hey, look, this is where it's at. This is where I'm, what I'm seeing," and that you start the discussion, and it makes people think. That's what we try to do here. So, uh, Dwayne, once again, I, I I love having you on, and uh, thank thank you so much for you know keeping helping keep the discussion going so it being black history month so uh for this part of it what what i want to know from you is uh what has it been like ha- have you found um or maybe maybe it's not some some in the african-american community would be like well i mean it's, it's not that big a deal but some would say hey look you know racism exists i'm not going to lie i'm not going to be stupid and say it doesn't exist i'm not blind to it i see it and I've experienced it because you know, I'm, I'm Asian-American, par- partially. So I'm not going to be stupid and say it doesn't exist. It does exist. But mm-hmm. for you, you personally, Dwayne, when, when you try to enjoy a hockey game, what has it been like for you as far as that goes? Um, when I've gone to all the hockey games, even with Lorenzo, or even with my son and everything, even when I went to Philly, I had a, all of them great experiences. Um. I didn't have, I didn't see any, I didn't think of, I'm, I, see, I'm just not that type of person. That's the, that's the number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I look as, my wife always say, I always look at through, I always look through as the rose color covered glass. I would look at the glass half full. I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just the way I am. <laughs> that's just the way I, I look at that. people. I give people a second chance or whatever. I try not, I mean, everybody judges somebody at some point in time. At the first time, first time you see them, but then they're like, okay, that's not them. But I don't know. With me, for racism, I had very little, I had very little, when it came to racism for me, I had very little exposure to racism. And um, and the only time I, the first time it came to me was in college. And it wasn't even in college. I ran cross country and I ran track and, I did track and field and cross country. I ran a meet, ran a race, and that internet. I ran international. I ran. We ran. We had nationals out at uh, up in New York, and I was running crappy. And this guy comes by me. He calls me the N word, and I'm like, "What did he just say?" So I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I caught up with him and I punched him in his chest and took off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was mad. I was like, "Did he just say that?" And then you know, hey, yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a violent type. And, and so that was my first time ever. Somebody blatantly out saying it to me. And I was like, holy crap. And it's so crazy because I was the only um, black guy on the cross country team. And I had told them what happened and they got pissed. 
They got so mad. They were like, where they staying at? My coach said something. Like, where they staying in that hotel? So my coach was about to go say something to their coach. I said, hold on, guys. Hold on. I got this. I took care of it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We, ain't gonna go, we don't need to go through all that. But that's just, and I, if I've seen it, I haven't been, I've seen it, but I, I look at people going, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. But at, I mean, overall, that's the only been, that's only the only time I've seen it. So as for racism in, in hockey, I know it's there. Don't get me wrong. I know it's there. In fact, I had to, I did a little bit when I started getting into this hockey thing. I saw a thing on, uh, what was it? I can't remember what it was, but it was about how hockey got started. And I didn't realize hockey got started by black guys. I don't that's know if you true. all knew that. Well, yeah. that, that's very it, true. There was, it was in there Canada. Was, yeah, it, it was in Nova, Nova Scotia. They, Nova they, Scotia, they, yes. It, it, a lot of, lot of black-owned churches in Nova Scotia formed their own league, the Colored Hockey League. Yeah, and so those, those were the guys that came from up, then came from down south to, um, yep, to get away from slavery. Yep, and, then moved up. They, and, they, and they moved up to Canada and all that stuff. I was like, get the hell out of town. I said, man, I ain't know about this. Yeah. So I was shocked about it, too. But then I was like, these guys were good. But I guess the only thing that I'm thinking is, okay, hold on. How come it's only Willie O'Ree in this thing that I know about? That's the only thing. <laughs> That's the only thing that bugs me. If there was a lot more hockey, black hockey guys playing in, up there in Canada, why weren't they put on teams in Canada to make it more transitional for, for blacks to be able to get into hockey? That's the part I don't understand. Well, I, 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 well, I don't know you guys don't have the answer, but it's it's well, actually, I mean, well, there, 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 there's I don't want to I'm not sure how to put this, but I think the easy answer is uh, we like to think our we like to think of our neighbors to the north as a lot easier to get along with. But mm -hmm. it's not as if they don't have their problems oh, I with, know they do too. with yeah. race, yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that the the easy or obvious answer, depending on how you look at it, is you know they they kind of thought that that game the game was only for white people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, to me, that's your answer. Now there there's probably a lot more to it than that, but to me, uh, that that's the answer that sticks out. And yeah, there were a lot of there, there were a lot of good. Uh, well, the, the Colored Hockey League was a great organization. They they did a lot of a lot of people don't know this, but they actually innovated the first night outdoor hockey game. I heard this on a podcast seven years ago that they actually they went out in the snow and, and they, they, they knew that they were on top of a, a coal mine. So what they did was they dug into the ground deep enough and they hit a seam of coal and then they lit it. And that they did this all around the rink, and it was just enough to light up the rink so that they could see to play. And that was the first outdoor night game. And this was this was way back in the early 1900s, the mm -hmm. late 1800s. So the, it was it was the, they invented night outdoor hockey. Yeah, and they <laughs> if, also if were the ones it. to invent. Um, they were the ones to invent goldies. Goldies would go down to the ground. Because back when it came to the United States, girls weren't allowed to go to the ground. I remember that. That that I knew of. I didn't know it was that it was that, it was group, that those teams that they that invented that. 
it was a, it was a, look, it was at, a, look um, at that. You learn something new every day. I was like, because I when I when I was looking at this documentary, I was like, what? I was like, and then I got, and then I remember watching hockey when I was growing up. I'm going, that's right. They never did go down to the ground. The goalies always stood standing up the whole time. I'm like, I never understood that. <laughs> but now they go back to now they, they didn't do whatever they want to go. But it's just, I just never understood that. Yeah. Well, you, you're right, though. I mean, it it would. You know, they like the National Hockey League likes to say, well, hockey's for everybody. And if they really meant that, though, I think they would do a lot more to, you know, to to make it a lot easier for players that that look like you mm-hmm. uh, and me, for that matter, because yeah. not not a whole lot, of, not really a whole not a whole lot of Asian Americans either, but who, who look like uh, a Devonte Smith Pelly, for example. Yeah, probably the best one I can think of. Uh, did did a lot for DC hockey in his short time here, um, but you know, young children. They, oh, this guy looks like me. If he can make it, maybe I can too. And oh. there's just got to be there got to be more examples like that. When I saw and, the um, I saw the documentary on um, I saw it on what's that? Popeye Jones, and they were talking about him. Then they mentioned his son. He seemed, he mentioned his son playing hockey. I was like, what? And that's when his son was playing for the Blue Jackets. Seth Jones. Yep. Seth Jones. I was like, what? Because he told his dad he wanted to play hockey. He said, okay. And his, and his boy was like, was he about six, seven? Yep. Seth Jones was about six, seven. They thought he was playing basketball because his dad played basketball. He said, no, he said, my son wants to play hockey. He's playing hockey. So I couldn't believe that. And that's the first time between, before I met and I, before I heard about Smith Pelly. I think I heard about Seth Jones and Smith Pelly around the same time, I think, for me anyway. But, and I only use my, heard about Willie O'Ree is because I was doing it, I was looking at the History Channel thing and they were talking about hockey. And that's when I learned about the hockey, um, the Negro Hockey League. And then, then I heard about Willie O'Ree and I was like, what? How can they just get one person out of that? But anyway. Well, the, my, and and just just one, one last thing about Willie O'Ree. My my favorite fact about him is that he played his whole career, in his Boston. whole pro career, with one good eye. Yep. Because he got he got hit in the puck when he was, he was he was a junior level player. He got hit in the eye by a, an errant puck, mm. and he was legally blind in that eye for the rest of you know for the rest to today. Mm-hmm. He still is. And he had that handicap all through his career. So he did everything he did on the ice with one good eye. And that's, that, incredible. that's that incredible. Blows, yourself. That blows me away every, yeah. every time I hear that. Um, so, okay. So I just got one last thing I want to go over with you, Dwayne, about uh, that aspect. Um, I, and I kind of hate that I, I got to bring it up this way because, of course, you know, I, I, again, I'm not stupid. I'm also a history major because so I, I keep my ear to the ground as far as the political climate and it's gotten so volatile. But uh, I have to ask you, um, are you of the mindset that we shouldn't have to celebrate Black History Month, uh, that the general public should celebrate the accomplishments of a Seth Jones or a Devonte Smith Pelly or or a Jerome McGinley and and you know guys like that is just simply great players, not oh they they're they're black players and they're also great players. How how do you feel about that? Um, I, I don't I don't think it's a bad thing celebrating the whole Black History Month thing period. 
I think it's fine. Um, I mean, because if you do it that way, you're incorporating everybody. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. You're incorporating, it's not just Seth Jones and all those guys. It's people in basketball. It's people in um, gymnastics. It's people in whatever sport you want to do. That's where they got. And that's black history is about everything. It's not, and it's not just about sports. It's about every, every, everything that's going on in the United States. I don't see no problem with it. I think that's a great answer. I think that's a wonderful answer. I, I think it is. Look, I, I think it is necessary. I love history. Uh, again, I was a history major in college. I love all aspects of history, and I, I I took a course on, you know what, you know what the the freed slaves went through right after, you know, emancipation, and and how they got organized for Reconstruction, and and how they lived, and. Other similar courses, it opened my eyes. And I think the more we learn, I don't think too many people treat history like it's the enemy. It's it's a lot like digging for buried treasure. The more you keep yeah. digging, the, the greater stuff, bits of information you will find if you just keep on looking. Uh, now, you might find a few bad things here and there, but you're, you're also going to find a lot of good things. But that's that's. That's that's par for the course, then. I mean, that's gonna be everywhere. Everything's gonna be bad or good. I mean, there there really? may be, be a happy medium in there somewhere, but everything got bad and good, but bad and good. So what are you gonna do about it? You just take that bad stuff and try to turn it into something good, right? But um, I am a little. I found myself to being more in the history, but I was a physical education teacher, and I taught for thirty six years. And I just retired in 2021, and um, I was at the same school the whole time. And my school population was Hispanics. Well, not his. Not I, I wouldn't say that. My school population was 850 kids. Of that 850 kids, I would say 375 were Hispanic, and the rest was um, at white. And then it was only like 10 percent blacks. No, not even 10. It was like five, maybe. Two to five percent blacks. That's about mm-hmm. it. And that's how my kid my kid was, because I'm on each and shore, but but the way I looked at it was um I looked at my kid, my kids will tell you right now that I had that I never saw one different than the other. I always try to treat my kids the same way. I never looked at, you know, the black kids is, you know, I never treated them like, you know, this is I'm all just for you. No, I'm. I'm going to tell you how I feel, and you're going to have to learn how to live with this, because this is what life is all about. And that's the way I try to teach my kids when I was there. So, you sound like I, one. You sound like one one hell of a teacher, and uh, you and Anna got something in common. Oh, Anna, you're a teacher. She's still there. She I am. I am. I know. I have. I actually am about to head out in one second. I didn't want to cut you guys off. No, I absolutely love everything about this. But yes, I have been um, a special education teacher for about fifteen years. Girl, you got my heart. <laughs> Thank you. I right. well, a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm an, I'm actually an ex-teacher myself. So, uh, okay. mad, mad respect for the both of you. Um, 
Uh, now, so since Anna has to go, yeah, we're, we're just going to go ahead. I, we could go on, on, I think the three of us about the caps and a lot of other things, but, uh, we're actually going to drop it right here. So, uh, Dwayne, uh, Mr. Thomas, thank you so much once again for coming on and, and you have an open door. We record every Sundays. You, you want to come on and talk about the caps. Um, you have an open door, my friend, just let me know. Um, you know, you know where to reach me. So, uh, you, you want to come on anytime, my friend, you, you are more than welcome, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. You are very welcome. I appreciate you two too, for doing what you do. Awesome. Uh, well, That, that you're you're one of the reasons one of the many reasons why because you know we try to make the caps fan the star and uh, you you but you did it all your all on your own so <laughs> well thank you thank, thank you so about, much i don't know about all that gil but yeah but thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right so for mr Dwayne thomas and the mermaid anna knox um mermaid? well i don't even want to know why you got that nickname but that's okay <laughs> Just oh, I love, just I love the ocean. I'm a Pisces. I'll just, I'll keep it generic. <laughs> She's kind of close to us. I'm, I'm, I'm Aquarius. So yeah, you're close. You're close. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. That, that's true. That's true. Okay, so, uh, we're real quick before I forget. Next three games coming up: Detroit. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Detroit on the twenty-first, seven o'clock puck drop at home. Anaheim Ducks on the twenty-third, seven o'clock puck drop. Also at home, and then I believe they go on the road to uh, bad time to lose. Oh, okay, no, no. Last of the three-game homestand against the Rangers on Saturday, 1 p.m. start, and then Buffalo on Sunday mm. uh, for that game. C4 is actually going to be at that game, so hopefully she'll have some pictures. So hopefully Caps get some much-needed points after that. I'm not giving up, but it ain't looking good, so – this this week is probably going to be make or break. So cheer on our caps and uh, anybody else out there you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. So again, for Mr. Thomas, <clears throat> pardon me, losing my voice, and the mermaid Anna Knox, this is the Blue Liner on Point signing off and reminding you that uh, I knew two guys and uh, they were uh, sitting on a bridge. One was named Big Moron. The other was named Little Moron. Mr. Big Moron fell off. But the other didn't because, well, he was a little more on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, keep that one to yourself. Thank you. <laughs> right, Dwayne, you can come on anytime because those jokes are ridiculous. Well, so, Anna, you can been putting up with this for that, that, that long? Uh, at least six years. <laughs> and he has yet to get a laugh out of me. It's like I'll his be goal. I'll be back next week, Anna. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it, it's cringe worthy. Hallelujah, and let's go, Caps. Let's go, go Caps. caps. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Power Playpoint Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, BlueLiner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.